It's a Punk Rock Classrooms podcast, episode 24, Getting Involved. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, happy Saturday, happy plan time, maybe you're commuting. I am Mike, and I'm a principal extraordinaire from Lansing, Illinois, and just one half of Punk Rock Classrooms. And this is Josh Buckley, that other half of Punk Rock Classrooms. I'm a social studies teacher from Mesa, Arizona, and we want to welcome you to the Punk Rock Classrooms podcast. Mike and I want to talk to you about passion, unity, DIY, about how we can get our schools and our classrooms to be like a punk show it's going to be good stuff. It's going to be good stuff. Yeah, definitely good stuff. I mean, you don't have to, you know, you don't have to have been one of the people in the pits or at a show, you know, with the, the crazy uh, Elmer's glued Mohawk Liberty spikes going. All of us here can be punks of the punk rock classrooms. It's about having that punk rock right. mindset and that the ethos, the tenets that we always talk about make right. you this a is, punk rock teacher. And this is a welcoming space, right? You can, you can be a country, a country punk rock educator. You we had Dave Schmidt on. Right. At, and, and we're here, to, we're here to spread the good word about punk rock in schools. And we want to thank you for joining us. Uh, and, and uh, Mike, I, I'm excited about this one. This is, this is, we're talking about getting involved and there's, if there's anything that I maybe do too much of it's getting involved. You, uh, you are, man. You're involved in a lot of stuff. Like you're, yeah. yeah. Couple I'll get the box. You're like, I'm doing this today. I'm like, I didn't even know you, you had your hand in that, but yeah, dude, it's crazy. <laughs> it's, it's important that we get involved. I mean, and, and I like this because when you go to a punk show, there was no way to almost not get involved. Right. Nine, it's, a, it's a very small, a very small show. Yes. <laughs> like it's a very small venue more than likely. Like even if you're just kind of like, I just kind of want to hang out in the back here, you're getting bumped, pushed, you know, you're getting involved one way or another. And that's what, that's what we need in education. I mean, especially right now with right. where we're at, you know, all these transitions and coming back, not coming back, putting things in place. I mean, this is the time educators need to be involved. And I'm excited because there's so many different ways to do it just like there, there's different ways at a show to get involved you know right like maybe you're running the merch table right but right maybe, maybe you're you're running through the pit you're jumping up on stage and you're doing that you're doing that stage dive right like there's so many ways for us to get involved and stay involved and and like what you just said like this idea of like this is a time of change in education so if there is any time where you can get involved and have an impact and and, and directly affect what's going on it's right now Right. If you've been, if you've been waiting, wait no longer. Right. Right. (laughs) It's time. It's time to make sure your shoes are, your shoes are tied tight. Right. (laughs) I remember I I never wore contacts back in high school. So I I always had to make sure I had my glasses put in my pocket. Right. (laughs) Because you don't want to lose those glasses in the pit or the show. It's, it's time to, to get involved. I mean, we tighten up your Chuck Taylors and let's, let's get in there. (laughs) So Josh. Yeah. You know, we'll st- I, you know what? I feel like we always start with me. Okay. Let's start with you. All right. How, how do you get involved in, in one of these more than 
<laughs> a handful of things well, you do. I I, th- I think for me, it's always been one of those things. And I, I don't know if it's the punk rock or if it's just my own personality, just this idea of like, I'd rather be at the table than on the table, right? I'd rather be in the room making decisions. I'd rather have my voice heard. And, and maybe it comes from that mentality of that, you know, listening to to punk rock bands who said, you know, screw you, we're, we're going to do what we want to do and we're going to do it ourselves. And I think that that's, that sort of has been ingrained in me for a long time. And for me, like, it might be I don't want to stay still. But at the same time, I think like our profession is too important to not get involved. Right. right. I, think, I think like what we do, right, educating students, you know, like, molding as cheesy as it sounds like molding the future serving our communities those things are way too important to just give up your voice in and give up your ability to shape it um and i think sometimes as as educators we kind of go like well i i have this impact in my classroom i'm good um i i know that i can impact what happens in the four walls of my classroom and that's good. It's it like you're doing great things as an educator inside the four walls of your classroom. But for me, it's always been, I want to make sure that I'm, I'm pushing things in a direction that I think are good for kids and a direction that I think supports our communities and supports the people in our buildings, so that we can do our best job possible. And so for me, I, and, and this is a balance for me, like saying no and, and saying yes, right? Like I don't always say no, but you know, through the years, I've served on committees for textbook adoption and committees for district benchmark writing and committees for, you know, writing. I remember um, it was like my second year, my fourth year as a teacher. Um, and it was my, I don't know, my second year in, in the district I was in or my third year in the district that I was in. Uh, and I served on the district committee to write our evaluation system because the nice. dis- the district had the state had made a mandate that we all it was like the no child left behind you got to evaluate yeah. you got to evaluate everybody um or no it wasn't no child left behind it was a uh, race to the top or whatever came, okay. came out of there right like so you have to have this four-tiered evaluation um ineffective developing highly effective, effective, highly right. Right. So like, I was like, well, I don't want someone to tell me what that looks like. Right. Like I, I want to, I want to be in that room figuring out what it means. And so I, you know, these were positions where, you know, you stepped up for it. You're, you know, you told your principal, you were interested in it. You, you know, we kind of like, you know, finagled, like who's the best person on the campus to do this. And like, I was, look, I've always been a, I've always been a, person who will speak at a staff meeting. And so like, even early on, those are the things I did because people gave me the opportunity to, or I yeah. saw an opportunity and I was like, I don't want someone else to make this decision without me. Like, I want to have an impact right. on this. And so for me, it's always been like, what can I be involved in? And it helps now. I mean, like now, you know, I serve as my union president. So like, I'm, I'm an automatic ad to a lot of stuff, you know, because of my role. Right. Right. But for me, I try to always bring other people along and give them the opportunity to serve too, because look, man, like if I'm going to be in a system, I want to be able to shape what that system looks like. And education is a structure um, that has long roots that aren't necessarily good for kids sometimes. And they're not necessarily good for, you know, the people who work in those, in those uh, institutions. And so, 
if I can get in and smash it up a little bit, that's what I'm going to do. <laughs> yeah. You know, so like, why do you think it's important to get involved in, in, and as an administrator, you know, what do you do? I mean, you automatically have a seat at the table, right? So, right. Um, how do you make sure that you're using that seat at the table or how do you see your role at that table? And like, why, why is it important for educators to get involved? Why do you, why do you think so? Well, I kind of like what you said, like from, from the staff standpoint, you know, I hear it all the time where we'll, we'll have a like a textbook adoption committee or, or the evaluation, the para committee. And, you know, they work with the administrators, they work with the union and we come up with, you know, the plan or the implementation or whatever right. it's going to be. And then those who didn't serve on that committee sometimes will be the ones to then complain about it. So, and I'm not saying, you know, and this happens in districts all across the country. Cause I remember with this being this, and I learned this as a young teacher, something was put out, I was complaining about it, And they're like, well, did you ask to step up and be on that committee? I'm like, well, no, I don't want to do that and give up my time. And they're like, well, then, <laughs> then, you, then you have no right to complain because you're leaving it, you know, trusting your right. colleagues to do it. So I think it's important that if you feel strongly about an issue, and this is how I look at it. You know, I, I, I was telling you, I've been to, so many shows and there's so many different ways I've gotten involved. There's times I'm in that pit running around, you know, you know, moshing. There's times I've stayed, stood on the outskirts of the pit, just creating that barrier. Yeah. So people don't get hurt. There's times I fought my way to the front of the stage, just the uh, barrier and security guards are right there pushing against my, my gut and I'm sitting there chanting and singing along. Then there's times I've just sat in the back and just skanked. (laughs) <laughs> to the sky, to the to the beautiful ska music that was being played, right? So, and and it all depends on the situation. That's why I look at it in education. You're not going to be the main voice for every no, initiative sh- that comes up, right? It, no, exactly, you shouldn't be. But there's times where you're like, look, this is my thing. This is what I'm most passionate about. I need to be up there at that stage right. chanting along. I might even have to get up on that stage, grab the mic, help sing, and then stage dive back out. <laughs> but there's times you're going to stay in the back and just dance by yourself, but you're, you're still involved in that process. So you, you've got to pick and choose kind of where you fit. Cause like you said, you can't be the front runner for every single initiative that comes no, up. It's, you're going it's, it's to burn yourself out. Right. And, and, and to, to what you just said, like, like if you're, if you, if you're the person who's like, well, I can't make it to that meeting, right? I can't do that. Well, how do you, how else do you get your voice in the room? Think you got to think about it that way, right? Like who can, who do you know who's on that committee? Have right. you talked to them? You got to have, you have got to have told your them crew. What you thought about it, right? Like if it's one thing to like go, well, I can't be involved in that. Right. But have you given your voice to the people who are involved? Right. Have you let them? And that's that's that other that's that singing in the back of the crowd, right? You're right. still participating. You're still in it. You're like you're in the show. So you might like you can add your voice to it, even if you're not at the stage. Let right. people know what you're thinking. So it, it's interesting because we just I literally um, two weeks ago we had a committee because um, we're we're starting to look at if and when we bring kids back on campus you know, how, how are we going to do that? Right. So each building in our district created their own committee made up of staff. I mean, I had, you know, um, a, a teacher from each grade level. I had paraprofessionals. I had, uh, you know, social worker, psychologist, my ELL instructor. We had parents come in. I mean, it was a, a collaboration of all these different voices. Right, right. And, and I kind of laid the groundwork and then I 
we, we were broken up into subcommittees that myself and my assistant principal kind of felt each person would have, this is kind of their wheelhouse. We're going to put them to deal with this topic. And they had, you know, two hours to just kind of walk through it. How could we make a plan with these scenarios? Right. Um, and I just kind of stepped back. And then, you know, the thing I look about committees, they shouldn't be a secret, man. Like, so I emailed out to the staff. I said, I said, look, before we met, I said, here are our, here's the staff on the committee. If you have strong concerns or you want something to be noted, let them know. Right. So that way, even though you're not with us, your voice, your input will be there. And then obviously I shared out briefly at our faculty meeting this week with the whole staff. I said, here's a rundown of what we did. So, you know, we didn't make a plan. This was just a starting point conversations to to look at it. And um, I started doing this thing. I'm going to give a shout out to uh, Jeff Prickett, principal I met through um, one of these groups I got involved with, the Teach Better Team uh, Leadership Mastermind Group. And um, he does this thing where every week he sends out like a, a Google form and it's anonymous and it just, you know, you, is there anything I can do to help you give, give shout outs and highlights of your week. And this week, a lot of people, and they were anonymous said, we'd like to, you know, some more information about what that committee talked about. So I said, well, look, we're going to have a, we're going to have a meeting on Tuesday. It's optional. If you want to show up during your plan time, it'll be like a Q&A. I'll try to give you as much as I can. I'll share the document because it shouldn't be a secret. Right, right. Even though even though there's the committees, you know, and you got to have a limited number because you can't just have a committee of whoever wants to be there. Yeah. But it still needs to be shared out. So I don't even think I've answered the question you asked me, like, how do I get involved <laughs> as an administrator? So like so as the, an administrator, like, yeah, so, and, and, yeah, like there's I, district initiatives. How are you making sure that you're like, how do you, do you get involved in those? Yes. I know you've talked before, like a, a curriculum committee that you were sitting on or. Right. So I'm in charge of the ELA committee. So the way I look at my role and, and I know there's other principals that think this way. I know there's other principals that would disagree with what I'm about to say, but I look as at my role. One, number one, it's always for the students first, but then two, like I'm kind of the, the, the voice kind of like the gateway, the middleman, I guess you can say from our teaching staff to like district office and the school board. Right. right. Cause there's the whole chain of command, you know, you've got your chart. I, I don't ever want to have those lines between administration and teachers. You know, I, I think that that doesn't help any school district move forward for the kids. So I look at myself as, you know, when I go to these district meetings, the table, you know, I get invited to the big boy table. Now <laughs> I'm not at the kids table. You know, I want, my staff to know that they they can come to me pre let me know their concerns and then when i sit down i'm going to be the one that there's that's their voice because they're not at that table and i want for you know my superintendent district office the people above me like hey look these these are the concerns that my staff's bringing to me and and i'll tell sometimes i agree with and i'll say i agree with what they're saying here yeah. And there's times, like I say, well, maybe I, I don't see, I don't agree, but I always try to say, you know, the compromise thing, like I don't agree with them, but I, I see where they're coming from and here's how we need to do it. So I look at myself, I have to be involved for the sake of my staff, because if I'm not there for them, that's going to affect the kids. Right. Right. So like today, um, before we hopped on, 
I had a meeting with uh, two staff members because like I said, we started this whole talk about coming back right, um, right. and, and there's a school board meeting coming up Wednesday. And so they just were like, Hey, can we just sit down and ask you some questions that we kind of want and you might not have the answers for. Um, and some of them I had answers for, and some of them I didn't. Um, but like, you know, I let them know, like, I will share this at the meeting I'm going to Monday with yeah. the other principals, district office, like, because even though there's a chain of command in every district, like we, especially now, like we all need to be right, right. together. And we, and there are certain groups like the principals right now need to be that voice for the teachers, you know, right, um, if that you, makes sense. No, it did, because you guys are always in that meeting. I just had this conversation with, uh, and in fact, I was, I was supposed to call my, uh, one of my area superintendents today and I didn't. So this is a good reminder to make sure I call him on Monday. Um, <laughs> We're, we're working on, a, on, on planning for what second semester looks like right now, because we have teachers who are teaching in-person kids, and at the same time, we have kids remote in our classrooms, right? So I have, you know, 30 kids in my, in my econ class, 25 of them, they're in person, and at the same time, I have five of them on my WebEx, right? Because okay. their kids are not coming in, because our schedules were, were just too complicated to, like, read up and every high school kid's schedule when we finally could come back to in-person. So, and especially at the high school level, there's, you know, everybody has like a super individualized schedule most of the time. Um, So we're trying to plan for what second semester looks like. And that planning right now is a lot of principals. It's the, the six high school principals getting together and talking about it with someone from teaching and learning. And and so like I talked to my, I had a, actually, this is again, how I'm involved. I have a, a meeting with my superintendent, right? Again, okay. I get that meeting because I'm the president of the teachers association. But again, like your role, I make sure I hear what people are saying and I bring that into that meeting, right? And I go like, well, here's, here's what's going on, right? right? So um, I had told them, like, I really think that we need to make sure that, that we have teachers involved in what this looks like. So they can Definitely. tell, so they can tell you, what is reasonable for them to try to manage next year or next semester, what they, what they learned from doing it right now that just won't work next semester or will work next semester. So, right. I mean, that's, that's that thing is, and it's, it's like, we're going to have an opportunity for teachers to step up and, and, and serve in that way. Right. And so if, this is that call again. Like if you, like you said, if you think that this is something that you're passionate about, you want your voice in it, then you got to get involved. You have to step out and being involved doesn't mean, doesn't necessarily mean you're sitting on the committee. Maybe, you know, someone on right. your campus who's on the committee. Maybe, you know, someone is on the camp the committee and, and you can email them or send them a message or call them or whatever it is to kind of get your voice in that room. So I want to, I want to steer the conversation. Wait, I, yeah. Can I ahead. ask you a question? Yeah. I'll ask you because you're, you're, you know, union president. Yeah. Um, let me ask you this question. I've heard from teachers before. Um, well, once I get tenure, then I'll start speaking up. And, and I see, I see why someone would say that because you, you don't have, you know, that job security yet, but I still feel like, and you, you kind of just said it, so we're not going to take a lot of time on this, but <laughs> even though you're not tenured, if there's something that you, you want your voice in, I, I feel you still got to go for it. And there's, well, you think about it, like that's a voice of young untenured teachers that you need in the room. And that's what I did with this committee. We just did the, yeah. the one I was just talking about. 
I specifically went to some of my non-tenure teachers and said, I think you would have a great voice on this committee. You know, you've been with us for, this is your second year. Hey, you've been teaching for 10 years, but it's your second year with us. You know, I, I right. took a, and, and they said, everyone I asked to be on this committee agreed. And right. I think it's true because you can't just keep going to your same, you know, my, my no, team leaders are, sure. my team leaders are great. But, but the they're going to get burnt out too, right? Like that's, yes, they that's can't do everything. So, right. yeah. All right. So anyway, so we don't we don't have tenure in Arizona. So tenure does not exist here. We have something, oh, okay. We have something called continuing status, which just means like you're. You, we have to use your evaluation to get okay. you out, right? So okay. Um, it, before you have continuing status, it's your evaluation. It's a little easier to sort of maybe use your evaluation to remove someone from, uh, we don't have to offer you there. And then we have this thing uh, where we don't have to offer you a contract for the next year to like, um, but like continuing, continuing status, I would tell you like that, that right there is usually an example of they're worried about some sort of retaliation. So there's something wrong in the, there's something wrong in the uh, scene. Right. There's something wrong in the community that that's being. Built. Right. And it's either it takes a conversation with that teacher to go like, well, what are you really concerned about happening? Or how how would you how would you conduct yourself in this meeting? Like, it's one thing to disagree and go like, well, I don't agree with that. Here's what my concern is. But if you're worried about tenure, are you walking into that room ready to throw bombs? Then maybe maybe you shouldn't be on that committee, right? Um, right. But every once in a while, we do need a little Molotov cocktail at a governing board meeting. You need to like you need to throw them. You need the flamethrower when you're really upset about something. But I don't know. I don't think that we can. I don't like. I would say like tenure is something you shouldn't worry about because Agreed. we need voices in the room, and it can't just be the people who have who feel they maybe well I don't have anything to lose anymore so I'm going to I'm going to go in and do this. I think everybody's voice is, is important. Right. So I want to I want to kind of steer the conversation to this Mike like you you just mentioned it you were uh, you're participating in this teach better thing. Um, what I want to know is like why do you think it's important to stay involved even like in education as a whole not just in your district not just in your building but but what do you think it why do you think it's important to stay involved or get involved beyond that so because i'm not the smartest person in in any room you know like <laughs> I, that's a, that's, I, I love that answer that's a great answer <laughs> and i've got so much to learn um it's i, I don't know like it's i I, I've been doing this teach better leadership mastermind. I've probably done three or four sessions. You know, um, I, I saw Dave Schmidt put up a thing on Instagram and I was like, Oh sweet. I thought it was something brand new. It's been going on. I didn't even know about it. So there was one week I missed. That's because our Wi-Fi was down here at school. But um, it's just, there's so many things to learn all the time. I mean, no one is ever going to, to reach, reach the pinnacle of education. They're like, all right, I know it all. I can just sit back. I'm done. Like, <laughs> yeah, things, things are always, I mean, look at this year, right? No one knew that this year was going to be like this. I mean, there's always something to learn and being able to, you know, this mastermind and just from Twitter chats and, and other like social media, you know, Voxer groups that I've been invited to join. Um, I've learned so much more 
with having those conversations than in any college course I've ever taken, you know? Right. Um, like I said, so in, in the, the mastermind I was in, you know, Tuesday morning, we met this week, there was, uh, I brought up the question, you know, what, how, how are you guys who have already been back in school or are transitioning back? What have you done that works? Cause we're starting that conversation. And, um, one of the members gave this, gave their plan of how their teachers, you know, basically it's, yeah, it's, it's hard to explain, but it makes so much sense. You know, basically there's two groups, an AB group, um, on Monday, group A comes for live instruction. The, the group B is at home mm-hmm. and they're doing uh, assignments they were assigned. Right. The kids leave for lunch. The teacher then logs on to the computer and virtually teaches group B. Okay. Tuesday comes. Now group B comes in live in the morning right. Right. and group A gets the, vir- so the kids are getting virtual ins- or, or are getting instruction, whether it's live or virtual every single day. Right. Right. And if you choose to not come back, you're like, I'm going to be solely virtual. Well, you just log in every afternoon. So, right. and, and I, I propose, I, brought this up to the other principals in the district. They loved it. We met with the superintendent. I, he's, you know, this sounds like a great, it sounds like a good plan. I shared with some teachers and I never would have even thought of doing something like this if it wasn't for this group. You know, I would have just stuck with, well, here's what I think hybrid is. And right. Right. You know, this is the, the only version I have of it. I mean, we need to, it's like we've been saying for, over a year now. Can you believe that? We've been doing this for over a year. <laughs> You've got to have that crew. You've got to have that PLN to, to get ideas from, to bounce things off yeah. of because there's so much out there as I'm looking out my front window here in my office, like there's so much out there that, you know, I'm learning something new every day. I talk to somebody, you know, yeah, I, I, I think you're right. And it's, 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 that's part of it too. And I think the other part of it is, is like, don't sell yourself short on the impact you can have when you get involved beyond your classroom or your district or right. your school. Right. Like you and I, like, I, and I, this isn't like you let's, let's toot our own horn, but like, for me, this is a way for me and you know, that punk rock idea of right. Giving back to the community. How do we, how do we do that? That's what this is for me. Like, like punk rock classrooms is a way to sort of give, into the give out give something back to right. the world of education and go like look i think this works i i think having this mentality about what schools should look like is important um and i think that we should start changing how we do things in education right and, and if if we're if you're passionate and we talk about passion all the time don't save your passion just for your district don't save your passion right. just for your classroom if you really care about social and racial justice in the classroom there are a ton of organizations working on that across the country right. that that you're going to be able to share your input on that you're going to get feedback and input from that you can take into your classroom and your district and your school there's all sorts of organizations that are working on you know making sure we're supporting LGBTQ students, right? Like maybe right. that isn't available in your district. Maybe that's something that people aren't talking about, but you're passionate about it. Well, right. you could be that bridge. You could go out there and, and, and join that organization, learn about what they're doing, share your input and bring it back. And, and the only way that we create large scale change, and we could talk about like right now, this is the time to make change, right? Definitely. Everything's so upended. This is the time to do it. Like this is when we should be tapping into those larger educational resources 
throwing our voices out there and, and listen and then and then listening to what other people doing the hard work who've been working on it, what they have to say about it right. so that we can bring it back. And so if we want to change education to support every student all the time, always, then we can't just go like, well, I'm going to work on it in my classroom. Um, yeah, we can have an impact on the, you know, if you're an elementary teacher, the 30 kids you see a day, or as a high school teacher, the 150 or whatever kids you see a day, but there isn't a, there's, there's a way for us to completely change what it looks like. And it might be getting involved at a state level with what's going on in your state. Maybe it's curriculum development at your state level. Maybe it's, you know, um, advocacy for you know students of color in in at your state level right like our our state just started in the last year we have an office of equity and inclusion at the at the state level right we right a assistant superintendent for the state who does that work and they're always asking for people to come in and give input and, and be a part of that and and major change doesn't come if we're not going to to take a step and do the work right yeah, I mean, otherwise you're leaving it up to, you know, you're leaving UFC it up to maybe, reference, right? You're leaving UFC it up to someone reference. not doing it, right? If you, if you ever, if you ever watch UFC, don't leave it in the hands of the judges, right? Right. You're, you're, you're leaving it up to somebody else, and it's going to be their call, their decision. I mean, um, right. you know, and sometimes I know people say, "Oh, well, my voice just goes unheard," and I would disagree with that because I feel even if you know, we all know there's those situations where a decision's already been made. Right. And sometimes someone's going through the motions because it has to look like they're listening. But by you still speaking your voice, thinking the decision's made, thinking you're going unheard, it's not going unheard because it's going in their ear. I mean, every time someone speaks something, I'm always thinking about it. You know, I'm like, yeah. man, all right, maybe I, and let me try to see that point. Um, or you sit down and have that conversation. I mean, you, well, you've got to speak up. You have maybe to. you don't maybe you don't move that leader, but you move a colleague who was thinking yes. the same thing but was worried just like you were that no one would hear them. And so the next time things happen, there's more of you. And so those right. leaders go like, Oh, I guess they do care. I guess they do want to have input. I guess they right. do want to be involved. And it really does take us taking that step. So uh, this is this is our clarion call to to step out there, get involved you know, Definitely. beyond the four walls of your classroom, you know, it's, it's, if you're going to be at the show, do something, right? Do something. Right. There's plenty of ways to get involved. You could, like you said, you could be working the merch booth. <laughs> maybe you're dancing. I mean, maybe you're holding the door open for people. I don't know. Right. Taking, taking tickets. I mean, do there's like, plenty of ways to get involved. We, we got to get involved if we want, if we want change, if we want things to be different, if we want to support our students, if we want, you know, places that are the best to teach in and the best to learn in, we have to speak yeah, up. And we have to. We got to get involved. So our next episode, uh, it's a really good question. Uh, we've got a couple interviews lined up. So uh, we got some good interviews lined up. I'm excited. I don't want to say anything just because things can always happen schedule wise. So, so next week is most likely it, it, it might possibly be uh, a punk rock collaboration or Mike and I are going to come at you with a little reflection. Things are like, things are wild right now. So there's always something to talk about. Uh, but yeah. remember that you can follow us on Twitter at punk classrooms. You can follow Mike on Twitter at edgy chef Earnshaw and you can follow me at Josh R Buckley. 
Those are miraculously yeah. all the same for Instagram as well. Yeah. Uh, so how lucky check, do we get there, man? Right. Check us out on those. <laughs> and then we've got, you know, you can always follow the hashtag punk rock classrooms. Um, you know, if, if we drop a slow chat or there will be, um, do we have a, we don't have a hashtag for that. No, Just no. Punk rock classrooms. Punk but we got classrooms. it, but you know, punk rock collaboration. If, you know, we got our episodes with, you know, Nick and, and yeah. Dave Schmidto and, uh, Matt Becker, just to name a few people, you know, you can always do punk rock collaboration to find those. Um, and we got the website. I mean, you can find everything at the website, punkrockclassrooms.com. We got blogs, videos, the podcast, merch. Um, so check it out. But Josh. Yes, sir. So much music's been coming out lately. It has been, man. And I like... It's- it's hard to keep up. What have you been listening to, though? All right. So this morning, you know, we're recording on Friday. It was New Music Day. And so I've been, I, there's a couple things that came out. I'm like, okay, this is this is the one I'm going to listen to. One of the things I listened to this morning uh, was an album by uh, the band called In, In Love. Uh, and so the album is, oh, my phone's not loading. It's uh, Love Will Drown the Nest. Love Will Drown the Nest is the name of the album by the band N Love. Uh, and it's hardcore. Like I told you, I'm on my 100 Days of Run and everything yeah. I'm listening to has got to be yelly and it's got to be like, <laughs> it's got to be tough. That's what kicks my butt to actually run every morning as I have to have someone yell at me. Uh, so this this album was, you know, it's only, what is it? It's like six songs and it's 10 minutes. So, you know, it's good. Nice. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> six songs in 10 minutes. It's, it's, uh, it's a, a good little listen. So N love E N love, uh, love will drown the nest quality little album. Uh, go check it out. Mike, what have you been listening to? Um, you know what? I finally this week, uh, cause last Friday, the new get dead record came out and I, that, I can't stop listening to that. But this week I was like, I gotta check out the new touche Amore record. And, mm-hmm. You know, they haven't, um, they're like, you know, there's something about them when they first came out, like it was so good. And their last record, it didn't do anything for me. I don't feel like it really, there was no progression really. Mm-hmm. So this one, this, this record is amazing. I mean, it's so, it's still Touche Amore, but there's so many different like aspects. Like they got, like, there's a lot of harmonies in it and there's some, some gang vocals. They got a song with um, uh, the dude from Manchester Orchestra, okay. which it like fits perfectly in there with, you know, Jeremy screaming. And then he, it, when it came on, I was like, I knew who it was, but I had to check my phone to be able <laughs> to make sure. And it's just, yes, yeah, so the new Touche Amore record. It's, it's Josh, when we we've been talking about doing our top five records of 2020 right. at the end of the year, and there's already there's more on the dock to come out before the year's over. I know I it's usually, gonna be tough, man. It's gonna I, be a tough. I usually text. try to do like a ten, like here's my ten from the year. But yeah, like, you and I got to commit to these are our five, and it's gonna be tough. <sighs> there's been some there's been super good albums that have come out this year. Uh, Very. But that, speaking of that, before we go. You can find our, uh, in the show notes is, uh, on your podcast app or on the website. If you go, you can find our punk rock classrooms playlist, which is all the intro and outro songs to every episode we have. So if you're like, yeah, I, I really like the song that opened today's episode. Well, you can find <laughs> it. Uh, you can find it there as well. It's on Spotify. Uh, if you do punk rock classrooms playlist, you can find it. Uh, but I think that's it, man. You can find us on all your yeah. podcast apps on Google, on Spotify, on iTunes, give us a review, give us the like, all that good stuff, subscribe. Uh, and I think that's it, Mike, you got anything else before we go? Yeah. 
No, I don't. All right, everybody. We'll see you at the show. At the show.